Hey there, lovelies. Welcome to my podcast, Love, Hope, and Fluffy Stuff. It's your girl, Alyssa. I just wanted to say that this podcast is a safe haven for my fellow fatties. A place where you can unwind and be your authentic self. This is a space that promotes kindness, respect, and love. We show empathy and compassion to those seeking it. I am by no means perfect. None of us are. We are all flawed, but I have the same rights as you to love mine. All right. So speaking of flaws, um, I'm going to talk about insecurities today. Tomorrow is my 30th birthday, and I just tend to get in my head um, around this time, especially since I just feel like I haven't quite gotten to where I want to be in life. And so this week, I've kind of taken a step back um, and just done some soul searching and trying to get my headspace where I want it to be. And I it kind of got me thinking about some stuff. So we're just going to talk about a few things today. I hope you enjoy this podcast. You can't share your journey with everybody. In today's world, that seems like such a hard thing to do. We have this unspoken expectation to share every aspect of our lives with strangers. Because if we don't post it, then it didn't happen. But how do you find comfort, peace, and love when everyone in the world gets a say in how you run your life? As long as you post your life Online, you are going to get other people's opinions. There's just no way around that. Sometimes your opinion of yourself gets lost in the noise. You post a cute picture of yourself and you feel confident. You feel happy. You have all these positive thoughts about yourself. Why else would you post it? And then you get met with scrutiny um, negativity and hatred sometimes. And that's how your opinion of yourself gets lost in the noise. And you find yourself changing how you feel about your appearance or that picture. And you either take it down or you're in the comments defending yourself about who you are, where you went, and how you look. You spend so much time trying to please strangers people you've never met in your life to try and make them, or we spend time trying to make them jealous so that you forget what makes you happy because you're trying to please them. And I just think about how every negative thought you've ever had about yourself stemmed from someone else's opinion. 
You might be going through your memory files right now trying to determine if that is true or not, but it is, so I won't even give you a minute to figure it out. The way we devalue ourselves is scripted on us. We are not born in this world knowing what is beautiful and what is ugly. We don't know what is fat and what is skinny. These labels are assigned to us by society. We are scripted upon by the constructs of society. Eventually, over time, you must either conform, resist, or be an outcast. Conforming may seem like the easiest one out of the group, but it isn't. Who wants to change who they are by pretending to be someone else? That is self-cruelty. The thing is, it's your journey. It's not our journey. So no one should be included in how you walk your path. No one should be able to tell you what you should look like, how you should feel, none of those things. And they shouldn't be there to tell you how to overcome your insecurities. Resisting seems like the most work, right? But how can we evoke change if we never lash out against systematic wrongdoings? Think about all the change we had to fight for up until now. Maybe not us specifically, I'm talking about our ancestors. These things were only possible because a group of people collectively raised their voices and said, hmm, I don't think I'm good with this anymore. And I'm sure without a doubt that it wasn't easy. And it absolutely did not happen overnight. And it may not even happen in your lifetime, but it could for the next generation whether they remember what you wore on Tuesday, July 20th, 2021 won't matter as much as the change you inspired. When I think about the freedoms that my ancestors fought for, I think in the back of their minds, they knew they wouldn't see it come completely to fruition in their time. They would have loved for that to have been the case, but I think they knew they were doing it for us. So that freedom wasn't a choice, a vote, or decision. It could be a birthright. And I think that's so important. Because I myself want to live in a world where kindness is spread instead of cruelty. I want people to praise each other and build one another up. Though I may not see it in my lifetime, I am willing to put in the work so that the next generation can. So we live in a world where we do more living on the internet than we do in actual life which leads to us seeking out quick fixes for deep-seated wrongdoings. We continue to harbor the wrong people in our inner circle. 
the ones that are just there for the glitz and the glamour. They want to party. And anytime life starts lifing, they run in the opposite direction because they hold no substance. They have no value to contribute to your life. And too often we turn to these people for healing. We seek out the same people that continue to hurt us. And whether you want to say it now or admit it now, we all know who these people are in our lives. They are happiness stealers. They devour any positivity in your life and leave you feeling terrible about yourself. These people can be family. They can be quote unquote friends and leave you feeling terrible about yourself. They can even be lovers in our lives. They consume the good things we share with them and leave us with negativity, which is why we cannot seek them out for healing. You can't look for healing at the feet of those that broke you because they aren't trying to mend you. If they were, they would have done it by now. You've known them for years or even a lifetime and they haven't done they haven't done it yet. So we have to stop seeking them out. Imagine having a car that breaks down. Now, you know, a respectable mechanic that can fix it is going to cost a pretty penny. And in an effort to cut costs down, you get it, quote unquote, fixed by a family friend. Sure, in the beginning, it's more cost effective. But after you've gone and seen him or her several times, um, it no longer is. You could have just paid the respectable mechanic. This is us with these people in our lives. We are taking our pain and addictions to the wrong mechanic to help us heal. But healing starts from within. It's a personal journey that you have to take. And no matter how much pretend living we do on the internet to make ourselves seem like our life is wonderful, at the end of the day, when you're here, you're in your home by yourself or even surrounded by people, but you feel alone, they're not there to make it better. And that's why you have to heal. That's why you have to free yourself of your pain and your addiction. And healing starts from within. It's a personal journey. Not that you cannot have cheerleaders along the way. Because the journey to self-love is hard. Especially when you are loving yourself in a plus size body. Because people can't fathom why you would do that. Excuse me. They don't understand how you can love yourself being fat. Therefore, you can't have people around you that aren't going to be understanding because society will present more than enough of a barrier. You don't need small-minded people in your corner as well. You want people in your corner that have walked the same or similar path. 
people who have faced the same scrutiny and insecurities in their life and they won't push you away or make you feel unjustified and wanting to love yourself. Find those connections and they will strengthen your resolve. Because in order for you to get healthy, in order for you to lose the weight that you're trying to lose, or maybe you're not, that's your journey. But if that is your end goal to get healthy, you have to love yourself first. Because if you don't figure out how to heal from the things that made you turn to food in the first place, then that's always going to be your crutch. So you have to figure out how to love yourself first. And healing, it looks like different things for different people. But the end result should be the same. Freedom and relief from the things that keep you suffering. Insecurities are a big deal. They keep you afraid. They keep you in a box. They cause you to speak a certain way and to wear certain clothes and and to walk a certain way, all in an effort to hide who you are, to pretend that the thing you are hiding doesn't exist. You wear bigger clothes, I mean, if you can find them, to hide your fat. You wear black all the time because it's slimming, darling. You stay away from certain colors because it makes you look like fruit. You avoid activities that require a great deal of movement. And it's not even all the time because you can't handle it. It's because you don't want anyone to hear you literally fighting for your life to catch your breath. I can go on and on about the ways we try to hide our insecurities. But the truth is they aren't hidden. Anyone seen wearing a large black sweatshirt in the middle of the summer looks way more suspicious than a plus-size woman with a tank top on. Like, you aren't really hiding anything. If anything, I would say we've just been drawing more attention to ourselves. No matter what you wear, say, and do, there are going to be critical people. So why not be comfortable? It took me way too long to come to that little conclusion. The world is filled with people who think it's their job to be, their job to analyze and judge everyone that crosses their path. I call them critics. That's just one person's opinion that shouldn't even truly matter in a world with billions of others. The chance of that speck of a person crossing your path again are so low. Why give them so much power? That person taunting you on the internet because of the pic or video you posted can be blocked. So do it and don't give them a second thought. They are not worth it. So after thinking about insecurities, I thought about How do we move to the next step, right? How do we combat our insecurities? How do we keep them from returning? Because those critics are a dime a dozen. There is no way you won't encounter another one. However, you can approach it differently in the future. 
we have to equip ourselves with high self-esteem instead of low self-esteem. Mind you, that is not the same thing as having a big ego. Having high self-esteem and having a big ego are two very different things. Having a big ego is actually the enemy of having high self-esteem. For example, say you have a slew of bad days, right? It puts you in a funk and it results to a low place. Instead of dealing with the reason you got there, you resort to stroking your ego to try and compensate. Instead of turning to the insecurity and facing it head on and finding a way to work through it. We all know facing things isn't easy, but it's always rewarding. In each situation you face head on means growth. I think of it this way. When you put a seed in the ground, you want it to grow. But if you never water it or give it sunlight, it never will. The growth only happens after the hard work you put in, you put into the seed at its development phase. And we are the same. So if you strip yourself bare and you face every insecurity, flaw, pain, scar, all the things that you've been holding on up until now, and you forgive yourself for the choices you made and the decisions that you had to make to get through those things. And you forgive the people who put you in those situations. You don't forgive them for them. You forgive them for yourself because the only person still holding on is you. They're out there living their life. They've moved on and you're here bitter. You're here angry. You're here feeling all these things when you can heal yourself. You can move on and feel better. And once you uproot all those things, you begin finding new things about yourself that you love. You begin to encourage yourself and find self-affirmations that work for you. Everyone is different. Everyone needs to tell themselves different things. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am brilliant. I am resilient. I am courage. I am strength. I am proud. Whatever those things are for you, you figure those things out and you tell yourself constantly. Until they are not just words, they're your truth. And from there, the healing process can begin. You can grow into the person that you are affirming to be. And then you can help someone else out of their situation. You can't change what people say about you. You can't make them accept your insecurities. You can't expect them to look past it when you can't yourself. It's hard to change people's opinions of who they view, of how they view us, and it's not our job to try. We aren't born into the world thinking about insecurities. 
We don't see them as such in the beginning. But eventually we get older and we start to care. The opinions of others and what they say affect us. We have to know the difference between people's opinion of us and the truth. The truth is what you decide it to be. Once you come to that conclusion, you have to decide to live in your truth. Before I peace out, I'll leave you with this. If you're listening to this podcast, you are beautiful. You are without a doubt worthy of everything you want to achieve in your life. You just have to set your insecurities aside. Set aside your ego to reach them. Don't put so much focus on living your life on the internet. Go out and live your life in the moment. Take time to put your phone down and soak in the moments that we take for granted. Experience the moment then. Even if you do take a picture, it doesn't have to be posted. It can just be for you. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. And just be prepared. The moment you post it on the internet, it is free for the world to see. And you have to determine if you are free enough from your insecurities to be okay with that.